Welcome to Season 1, Episode 9 of Operator Revolution, the podcast about operations. I'm Jason Carvello, founder of Toronto-based OperatingAcademy.com. And I'm Clint Overton, founder of The Overton Group and Boardroom Bullpen, soon to come in St. Louis, Missouri. And we are your hosts. Today, we're stripping it all back to the very core, the seed from which every business giant has grown. We're talking about the vivid vision. Imagine steering a ship through foggy seas without a compass, or climbing a mountain shrouded in mist without a map. Tough, right? That's business without a vivid vision. It's the blueprint of your dreams, the bold declaration of your business's future. But why is it so critical? In this episode, we're not just scratching the surface, we're diving deep into why a vivid vision can mean the difference between a team that's lost in the woods and one that's cutting a path through the jungle to undiscovered temples of success. We'll uncover how a vivid vision aligns your team, inspires action, and draws a straight line from the present to the future, a line as clear as the horizon on a sunlit morning. Well, good morning, Clint. How are you doing today? I'm great, Jason. How about you? Not too bad. Very excited to talk about today, getting back to basics with the vivid vision. No, I am as well. And I know this is a topic you and I have talked about a number of times and have had success really getting CEOs kind of pointed in the right direction. And not, not just as importantly the CEO, but their entire organization by getting themselves really anchored to a clear vision in their organization. Agreed. Um, so let's let, let's set the scene. So I think today we'll we'll talk about maybe two types, um, maybe a startup and then a company that's generating s- significant revenue. So let's say your startup, you have this brilliant business idea brewing in your mind. It's not just a fleeting thought; it's a vision that gets your heart racing. Uh, how do you turn that internal image into an external success? Um, our belief is that's kind of where the vivid vision comes into play. Correct. No, absolutely. And I think the thing that's really important around this is that the the vision isn't just one thing and the the clarity around where you're taking your organization and and intend to take it uh, has a number of different attributes to it. I think that one of the challenges that both of us have seen both in in startups and even traditional businesses that have that have been in business for a number of years is that they have pieces and parts of the vision, but they don't have a clear track for success across all the elements that it will be important for them to succeed. Absolutely. So it's it's a guiding star in the night sky of entrepreneurship, essentially, is what we're kind of labeling. We're using a lot of alliteration and adjectives today. Um, but it's also that North Star for your crew, right, for your team navigating. So let's talk teams. So you've you've built out this vision. Um, but needs to see it too. Uh, they need to believe it. They need to breathe it. Correct. They do, and it it, it has to be um, the, the the vision. I you know we certainly talk about it, and understandably so, in this kind of very kind of creative space and this this uh, this perspective of something that maybe to some extent seems a little unreal, uh, something that is extremely exciting, and. Certainly that that's what has gotten the initiative for the founder to start the company in the first place. It's what gets them charged in the morning to, to get out of bed and get after it. But the reality is, is in many cases, the the CEO and, found, and founder of the organization, again, has some of the components of it, but not all of it. And they 
have enough to create energy and enthusiasm for the people who have decided to go on along with them for the ride. But very quickly down the path, especially once the growth trajectory starts, what starts to become a little bit uncovered if that vision is not clear enough is that you have a number of people who are, are, are who are riding in the seats along with you to try to help push this thing forward that are starting to have more and more challenges around how they can contribute to executing to the finish line because the finish line isn't clear. Check. So we want to, we want our listeners to imagine your marketing, your product development team, your customer support team. Um, all of it is a living, breathing representation of this vivid vision. Um, your customers aren't just buying a product or service they're buying into this undeniable, compelling future. Um, and the vision touches everything that extends forward. Um, your suppliers, your partners, even the investors that you're potentially working with um, are going to get this strength from the vivid vision. Um, so the, the clarity of it um, is essential um, in order for you to get a move, move to the next level. What do you, what do you recommend um, for folks to kind of start this exercise? How do you recommend people get started on, you know, on, on a vivid vision? Well, I think certainly first and foremost, there has to be a willingness and openness to the fact that the work, there's still some work to be done. Um, and I think, you know, kind of unpacking that with the CEO and, and founders is really, really important. And some of that really can be just a kind of a, an open-ended Q&A session to really kind of uncover the places where there are gaps. Um, and I think once that trust is created, really it creates an opportunity and a discussion around what are some of the tools out there that you could potentially utilize to fully harness and create clarity in that vision. And so I know, I know you and I have had uh, some success with founders and CEOs uh, using the book Vivid Vision um, by Cam Harold. And, and what I have found with that in particular is that it is, uh, it's easy to follow. Um, it's very pragmatic and it creates to me, I think a number of, it's a little bit different for every individual in terms of the places that they have kind of the aha moments, but it helps fill in the blanks in places where there was a lack of clarity and provide some perspective on the importance of filling in those blanks. And for me, I have found that, um, there usually is a lot of kind of newfound energy uh, from a CEO after reading that book. And again, once they've gotten themselves to a mental place vulnerable enough to say, Hey, this might help. And then once they really kind of dive into the book, there is uh, in many cases, I know this sounds kind of old school, but there, there's, there's sometimes this, you know, sitting in a park with an old notebook or a, you know, getting an opportunity to kind of get away from it all and really getting clarity and then finding that once they start writing, that there's all these things that they kind of recognize that had been unseen that can be brought to life. Yeah, check. Now, I think one of the, the questions you hit on uh, that I wanted to just unpack further is like really what's one of the barriers to this successful exercise? Um, again, to kind of dovetail off of your your feedback that mindset is interesting um one quick story is i had a ceo who was just really excited by the process the energy was there 
but he didn't want to do the work. And um, so, you know, had a few calls with him and finally got him to a point where he's like, okay, you know, next week you're going to have it. And uh, lo and behold, the next week I get an email with a Google Doc and it reads like it's something a robot made. And lo and behold, I get on the call with the CEO and I say, hey, you know, thanks, you know, congratulations for completing it. You know, that's a big step. You know, mindset's there. Now you've taken action. But uh, this reads really, really weird. And, and you know, he admits on the on the call that he used ChatGPT to you know, farm out the development of the VivaVision. Um, so I think to your point, um, we must not take away from the exercise, you know, the time spent. Um, maybe you're you're away from the company for a while. Uh, you're in a retreat, or you're you know maybe in your favorite uh, sitting chair in your in your office. Um, it's really important to spend the time and you know put your own words down on paper. Um, you know maybe you want to use ChatGPT to create a framework and kind of work from there if you're stuck. But uh, you know, I think really one of the wins that you're you're outlining, I'm outlining here, is you. The win is spending time just doing the work and, and putting your your thoughts on paper, and you never know what's going to come from it. You might actually find a, a misalignment that you never really you know outlined before, and it's finally kind of in front of you. Um, and also, I think another thing that's helpful in this exercise is if you have a few peers, some other colleagues, maybe the running companies or advisors. Um, this is a living document. Send it to them. Um, you know, get their feedback and then go back and, you know, go back to the creative, creative mindset that you were in and just continue to edit it to the point where you feel comfortable enough to potentially send it to your management team, get some of their input um, and or just get a final version 1.0 and send it out to the company and, and get some reaction. Yeah. And Jason, one of the things that I think is important, you touched on this at the very beginning, but is recognizing as a leader of an organization because in most of these companies, if not all of them, there's other people involved. There's other people who have, in maybe in many cases, stepped away from where they were um, in a successful career doing something else because they're getting behind the founder and the founder's ideas and the enthusiasm associated with those things and recognizing as a true leader that you owe it to the people who have decided to be part um, of your team, the people who have decided to march with you towards the finish line of uh, your your specific dream to have clarity around what that is. And so I think it's important when you're going through that exercise is to not just think about what's important to you, but also recognize what's important for the folks who are coming with you to understand what they're going to be a part of, how they can contribute to success. Because if this is done well, really, all levels of the organization should be able to very clearly see the vision in many cases, almost as clearly as you do, which makes it a lot easier to then build the plan um, to go execute that vision. Yeah, agreed. And just to add to that, just thinking through some recent experiences where um, I know we've had companies run through this exercise, uh, you know, their teams have come back and in the, say the manager of marketing's mind, not only is the vision crystallized for the entire company, that it gives them power to crystallize their own vision for say marketing and even dive deeper into um, their own needs and wants. And so to your point, you know, we're, we're empowering folks um, to really crystallize their own 
um, thoughts for their own division that they're working on and infuse their DNA into uh, the Vivid Vision, which is really what you're saying here is, you know, and uh, a plan that is um, planned together uh, versus just, you know, one person planning is going to be a lot more successful because if you do have uh, a mature company that has um, stakeholders that have been running their departments for some time, they're closer to the action. They're going to know really what the business problems are at a micro level, whereas you, know, you might be dealing with the strategic. And so if you're able to have a vivid vision that encompasses your entire team's um, thought process, the management team's thought processes anyways, you're going to have a, a stronger, more clear uh, route to where you're going to. And just to dovetail on that, um, another question again for listeners that are you know generating revenue between five to twenty five million dollars, you're typically in this growth stage. Uh, you've got an established product market fit. You've got a steady customer base, and you're you're looking to scale. Um, so the question I think I get, and I know you get a few times, is kind of um, why does lacking a vivid vision lead to several? Um, or if not more critical problems for a business that's kind of scaling. Why is a vivid vision important for a company that has fit product market growth and and is you know just just rocketing? Well, I, I think there's a couple of reasons. Is that generally as you're growing as an organization, um, you also start to experience some strains and stresses that you had not before. Um, when you're operating a you know a half a million or a million dollar business and you have a couple few people involved. Um, those things, if your product or service has some legs to it, can can kind of get going um, without kind of without kind of all the infrastructure uh, necessary uh, that is required as you're growing and building. And so, there's a few w- ways to think about this. One is as you're stretching those muscles uh, as you're of an organization as you're growing, is understanding the importance of what, how those muscles need to work when your customer base doubles or triples or quadruples? How do you continue to deliver on the promise to your customer base? Now you, you likely have investors who have expectations um, relative to success. And what are the things that you might need to do to give them confidence that you can operate as effectively at 5 million as you might at 25 or at 50 or at 100. And the ability to get the vision straight allows you to also put together one of the most important things that any organization puts together, which is the strategic plan. And the, the way that I always think about the, how these two things work in concert is that the the vivid vision is the is the destination under GPS, and the strategic plan are the directions to get there. And so, one cannot be successful without the other. And as you're growing, the the stress and need for that becomes more and more clear by the day. Check on the, all that. So, to recap, if you're listening, you're dealing with scaling challenges. Maybe you're dealing with talent retention and attraction challenges. You're dealing with operational inefficiencies. Maybe you're dealing with brand dilution. Maybe you've done an audit and you've made some strategic missteps over the last few quarters. Uh, maybe you realize you've got some leadership gaps. Maybe your culture is eroding. Maybe you've got compliancy uh, and complacency risk. Uh, 
maybe you've got resource misallocation, maybe you've got decision paralysis and maybe innovation stagnation. Um, you know, the vivid vision exercise allows you to reset um, and review where are you going? You know, where are the missed opportunities? Where do you have the opportunities for growth? Um, how can you attract um, great talent, which leads to uh, lowering that turnover rate and reducing difficulties in recruitment? Um, you know, how do you have a vision that helps prioritize streamlining processes, investing in technology to build the infrastructure you need to um, reduce expenses and increase profit margins? Can the Vivid Vision, um, you know, provide you if you if your brand is feeling diluted in the market, you know, how can that Vivid Vision provide a cohesive uh, message? You know, that one message that will help strengthen um, your brand and then ultimately customer loyalty. Um, how can the Vivid Vision align its core values um, with the long-term goals? Because I think when you're scaling at a clip rate that is not healthy. We often see core values being thrown, you know, to the wayside, uh, just to grab that flag of growth. Uh, maybe we can dive, dive deeper into that, um, that that piece of core values, and you, connecting that also to the strategic plans. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, to me, the the reality is is that uh, the core values of your business is kind of is kind of your heartbeat. It's it. I mean, it's it's a definition of your character in terms of how you want to treat your employees, how you want to treat your, your customers. Um, and again, without clarity around the vision of where you're going, it's very difficult to ensure that the core values are aligned, that they're appropriate, that they, they um, enable the success of where you're going in as an organization. And so, you know, I, I can't say it enough. I mean, really the vision itself is, is the foundation of all foundations, it's kind of the launching pad for taking your organization to the next level. And, you know, one of the things that you and I've talked about countless times is that there's, you know, several things that are necessary at any point in an organization when you're hitting a pivot point that could be early, that could be 10 or 15 years down the line. If you're going from being a business that has been standalone to going on an acquisition and merger journey, there's, there's so many different places where this can potentially fit. And the reality is, is that um, without that vision's clarity in terms of where you're now going to whatever the new horizon is, clarity on your core values, your brand or in your strategic plan, and then really even setting clarity around your operating priorities as a business is, is honestly just, um, is kind of a, like a rudderless ship uh, on a sea, right? I mean, it's, it's, it has no clear destination or direction that it's going. And, and that's where you start to see strain for the employees, strain for the company, um, typically uh, issues and challenges around the experience of your customers. Uh, you start trying to, to chase execution on customer success and customer success at the end of the day can only bail you out so far if you don't really, again, have the, those right foundational elements set. So can't, cannot really uh, communicate the, the enough, the importance of getting anchored to this creates stability for all the other things that are important for your business's success. 
check. Just to wrap up here, I'll, I'll list off a, a quick checklist of, you know, 10 ways to get started to bring that vivid vision to life. Um, so number one, document the vision, um, write a detailed description of where you see the organization going in the next three to five years. Describe every aspect of your organization, including culture, operations, customer experiences, and market position. Two, uh, do involve your leadership team, collaborate with your top leaders to refine and enhance the vision. Um, their buy-in is crucial, uh, as Clint was saying. Um, they will be instrumental in communicating and implementing this vision across the company. Number three, communicate clearly and often. Um, share the vision with every employee. Use all-hands meetings, internal newsletters, and even perhaps a dedicated session to discuss uh, what the vision means for each team and individual. Number four, align strategies and goals. As Clint was saying, you know, the strategic uh, plan, that strategic roadmap is so key. Uh, ensure that your strategic planning and goal setting processes are directly aligned with achieving the vivid vision. Uh, this means setting ambitious KPIs. If you haven't listened to our KPI episode, please do. Or rethinking your approach to business development. And then kind of finally, create a vivid vision board. Visualize your vivid vision with images, phrases, representations that can be displayed in your workplace. This keeps the vision top of mind and makes it more tangible for the team. Have I missed anything there? I know uh, there's, there's always more to add to the checklist of, of how to develop the vivid vision, but anything that you want to add to that? Uh, no, I mean, I think it's a great list. And I think the, the most important thing is, is that uh, all great things require work. And so, I, you know, I think that it's important just to make it very clear. And this is one of the reasons why this work doesn't happen is because it is work. Um, you know, as I, as I often say, anything that's worthwhile in an organization, there's not an easy button that, it, that exists for it. And so it's, it's, it's important that, again, for all of this to happen, it's about mindset. It's about vulnerability that it, that everything is not perfect and that there's real work that needs to be put in. And I think once the personal investment is there, the outcomes can be significant. Um, but, but there, there is definitely some work that goes into it, but the, the value that's realized by those efforts will far outweigh any of the effort that goes into it. And with that listeners, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. I'm Jason Carvello. And I'm Clint Overton. And we'll see you soon.